couple of days away from the annual spring game, the A-Day game for your Crimson Tide. You're rocking and rolling right here on a Wednesday. Hump Day, the hottest show in these streets. Talking your Bama football news in my own words, yours truly. Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Welcome on in here. We bring you the show as always from the magic city of Birmingham. We stream it to you through YouTube. And speaking of a channel, you know what time it is. Hit subscribe right now. Tap that subscribe button. Share the show. Get every friend, family member, diehard Bama fan, casual Bama fan, consumer of Tide football to subscribe as well because if you are enjoying what's going right on what's going on here at the network others will as well don't forget to tap that like button also give us that thumbs up hit that like button run those likes up trying to get this show 50 likes out the gate to start us off here we appreciate you guys that daily super chat go 100 dollars daily super chat go 100 bucks right there we appreciate the support coming from all of you don't forget to turn on all of those post notifications hit that little bell so that way you miss nothing when it comes down to your alabama football news we got a lot to get into here on this evening we want to hear from you the alabama fans so light us up in the phone lines 205-448-1358 the number there on screen to let your voice be made known 205-448-1358 one more time 205 205- 448-1358. We want to hear from you. But without further ado, John, we're gonna jump, we're gonna jump into this. And um, how about Coach Saban today was on the next round show out of Birmingham, uh, and he's got one message, and he's made that one message abundantly clear. The message is Saban in Alabama trying to take back the winning culture from uh, Georgia right now. So, of course, the Bulldogs, two-time defending national champions. Kirby Smart, two-time defending national championship head coach. After spending nine seasons at the University of Alabama, 2007 to 2015, Kirby Smart took what he learned from Coach Saban, brought it over to Athens, Georgia, and has made a direct replica of what he learned there. Two-time national championship Georgia Bulldogs. But Coach Saban mentioned today on the next round that when you're building a culture, when you're building a foundation, when you're building something special, obviously you're going to have somebody or you're going to have people that will try to take what you do and bring it over there to their neck of the woods and try to recreate for them what you created for you. But it's time to take that back and snatch that back. And that's the mentality that Saban has had this entire offseason. Not happy with what took place the last two years. Very frustrated, disappointed. I mean, yes, he's, uh, you know, happy that Kirby Smart was able to win. But we all know Nick Saban is the ultimate competitor. And when you and your team do not win – despite the fact that somebody that you tutored, mentored, helped out, that they won, and that's cool, but you want to win also. You want to win yourself. You want to dominate on the field of play as well. So they've been looking to take back that winning culture, that uh, that dominance there from Georgia, 
in this upcoming season. And this is a season to do it, right? This is a season to do it. Especially when you look at Georgia, no more Todd Munkin as the offensive coordinator. Bulldogs losing several pieces offensively and defensively to the NFL draft. And then when you look at Coach Saban, who in the last second of good time, let go of Bill O'Brien and Pete Golding. You bring in Kevin Steele and Tommy Reese, both doing a phenomenal job right now as coordinators. You bring in uh, ha-ha Clinton Dix, former player, former All-American safety, to be your director of player development. You bring in Harden Harper, the cousin of former Alabama safety Roman Harper, to be the director of player personnel. You bring in Ken Wisenhunt, a former NFL head coach, former NFL mind, uh, as a special assistant to the head coach. You bring in just so many guys that have toughness, that have uh, they have just a mindset of we refuse to be denied. Everybody's going to buy into what we're selling, what we're teaching, what we're preaching out here. I've said this all offseason. Saban has surrounded himself with tough mind. Not, 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 not no yes men, but tough-minded individuals that are going to get the best out of every single player, that are going to get the best out of every single coach, and that are going to be honest with Coach Saban himself. So th- 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 this was big here from Saban. And, and him speaking on, hey, you know, we kind of start this whole winning culture. We kind of started this whole dominant thing here. And watching, seeing what Kirby Smart has done at Athens, it's got us wanting to kind of grab that back, snatch that back there. So it, will, will the Crimson Tide be able to reclaim that crown by knocking out Georgia in this upcoming season? That's what everybody's going to want to see. That's what everybody wants to know. Can this Alabama team be the start of uh, snatching that dominance back from Georgia, knocking Georgia off the uh, off the map there or off the stand there in terms of being that challenger, competitor, giving Alabama that friction there in the college football landscape? This A-Day game going to be one that's very interesting. If you're an Alabama fan, you, you got to be out there at Bryant-Denny for this A-Day to see the players, to see the philosophy, the, you know, d- d- is this the team that can get back to the college football playoff and mean business here in terms of winning a national championship? But that was Coach Saban speaking today on the next round. Got to snatch that winning culture that championship culture, that championship mindset back from Georgia. But we take our first break here on the show and touch that down. When we get back, we go on the phone lines. We grab your calls, your thoughts, your conversations. We get to you, the Alabama football fans, after this. I'm Malachi Moore, and you're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith on Touchdown Alabama's YouTube channel. Nine players have teamed up and released the Alabama team paper. 
which is a video yearbook they put out for sale direct to fans. Now, for the first time, small dollar purchases from the fans can support the players as a group as well as a great cause because one dollar of every subscription payment is donated to the Boys and Girls Club of America. Be a five-star fan base and support your team and a great cause with Team Paper. Check it out at teampaper.com slash Alabama. Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion and ordering is easy. Visit Emily's Heirloom Pound Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at Emily's Heirloom Pound Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes, making memories from scratch. All right, folks, we're back rocking and rolling to the action from the break on a Wednesday hump day. How to show on these streets. We're talking your Alabama football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of TDA. Gotta shout out my man J.D. Long with that 1999 in the Super Chats. Helping us out there, dropping the love in the bucket for us. We appreciate J.D. Long there for his support. And all of you continue to hit that like button. Tap that subscribe button. Make this your spot to talk all things. Bama football, phone lines open. The call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. I'm going to call in, 205-448-1358. We grab this call. You're live on the show. What's happening? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from. Hey, Stephen A. How's it going? Doing great in yourself. Uh, I'm doing doing good. You're doing good. I'm Vince from um, California. What's on your mind, man? Um, oh, you know, just uh, it's nice and sunny over here. Um, I just wanted to tell you. Uh, I just wanted to talk about actually. Um, one of the coaches, well, that we just picked back up. Well, he's an analyst now, but Charlie Strong, man, I'm so excited about getting him back. It's 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 huge, Vince, to have Charlie Strong back in here after he left Alabama after the 2020 national championship season, the COVID year. He spent some time in Miami, didn't really like that much. He goes to the Jacksonville Jaguars, but to have him back, what he means defensively across all of college football, it's a big deal. Very happy to have Charlie Strong back in here. Yeah. So the, the the thing that I'm really happy about getting Charlie Strong back is he knows the SEC very well. I honestly, I tell everybody this, that Charlie Strong is the reason our defense was really good and we didn't have as many mistakes. He was kind of running the show instead of Pete Golding. And I think with getting him and Kevin Steele, who both know the SEC very well, uh, it's going to really, really, I mean, our our tackling ability is just going to go up. We're not going to be missing tackles. I mean, getting Robert Bala in. I mean, I think getting Bala in as a linebacker's coach and kind of having Coach Steele kind of not have to be like a linebacker's coach like Pete Golding. Pete Golding was doing too much. He was doing too much, way too much. The, in, uh, the linebacker's coach, and then he was also a defense coordinator. That's just, that's just too much. 
I could see that. So, 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 so to have to have Robert Bala in as simply the linebackers coach, which, which he's doing a fine job this spring. Kevin Steele's been phenomenal so far as the defensive coordinator. These guys just want to be back mean, fast, physical, and getting that business done. And I think this season they're going to be they're going to be able to get that business done. Yeah, I got one more thing, Stune. Um, the, I mean, like, I want to have. Uh, I like having, you know, Tommy Reese, young, hungry, um, just wanting to win. And I think he's excited to be at Alabama. He's got those weapons that he never had at Notre Dame. I think Kevin Steele is. I mean, he and Tommy Reese are both different ages, of course but they both have that old school mentality. And I just believe that like you got um, Freddie Roach, defensive line coach. I mean, I want to have, I like having really good offensive uh, uh, coaches against really good defensive coaches. It's just just awesome to watch. And I like to see Freddie Roach defensive line, get that defensive line going again. And Eric Wolford, offensive line coach, getting that offensive line going and just having them battle it I, every single practice. You know, Dallas Turner battle, battling, uh, you know, let's say somebody like, you know, J.C. Latham. You know, you just want to have those battles every day. That's what you want. You want to have the battles. You want to have the physicality. And this spring, it's been like that. Looking forward to seeing it more in the summer and into fall camp before the season comes in. But appreciate Vince calling in from California. We take this call. You're live on the show. What's happening? How we feeling? State your name. And where you calling from? Steve, what's happening, man? This is Roy from Mobile, Alabama. What's going on? Hey, man, I was calling in. I got a, I got a theory I want to throw out there with you. I think Jeremiah Alexander going to overtake Chris Braswell for the starting spot on the edge this year, man. Hey, man, I, 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 I like it. Bold statement right there. Now, I like Alexander. Alexander coming out of Thompson High School, freak of nature. The guy plays big pass rush ability. Michael, he's been doing this spring. Bold prediction there, Robert. Hey, I, I, I can roll with it. Hey, man, I think Alexander going to be a dog. His high school coach is my high school coach, so I know he will train. But that's all I got for you, Steve, man. I'm going to get off here and let somebody else get off. Appreciate Rod calling in there from Mobile. He's got Jeremiah Alexander overtaking Chris Braswell for one of those outside linebacker spots there. We grabbed this call. You're live on the show. What's happening? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from. What's up, Steve? This is Anthony from Birmingham again. Anthony, what's going on? Not much. You doing all right, bro? Doing good. Doing good. Uh, I was just calling I, I didn't have a question. I just wanted to talk about um, am I the only one that feel that this team, the, listen to how the guys talk, that they just hungry and it's just, it feel like that old Bama back, like we got it back. They feel like dogs, like they want it. They saying it, but you can actually see that they, they really mean what they saying. And I think that we got that back with these guys, man, on both sides of the ball. And I wanted to um, say that I think Tamarie's going to produce a Heisman Trophy winner um, this year. Who it may be, we'll see. But I think he's going to produce us a Heisman Trophy winner. Well, Anthony, it, it, it does feel different. It feels different when you get coaches in that know what they're doing. 
You bring in a Tommy Reese. Yes, he's young, but he knows what he's doing. And did it exceptionally well at Notre Dame. You bring in a Kevin Steele. Everybody knows who he is. Uh, uh, three to four decades worth of experience in the SEC. When you bring in coaches that know what they're doing, that know how to coach, that know how to train and develop players, then the players feel like we have the confidence to be dogs. We have the confidence to be aggressive. We have the confidence to go out there and mean business because we trust what the coaches are putting out there. I didn't think the players really trusted what Pete Golden was putting out there. I didn't really trust I didn't really think the players trusted what Bill O'Brien was putting out there. But they're they are trusting what Tommy Reese is putting out there, and they are trusting what Kevin Steele is putting out there. And that's why we are seeing these players actually mean what they say in terms of we want to be dogs, we want to be physical, we want to be hungry, we want to be elite because they are they are trusting the coaches. I totally agree. Roll Tide. Appreciate you, Steve. Absolutely. Anthony calling in from Birmingham to the show. We take this call. You're live on the show. What's happening? How we feel? And state your name and where you calling from. You're live on the show, caller. Uh, Mike from Chicago. How's it going? Mike, what's going on, man? Not much. It's been a while. Been a while. Got a question. I just want to know, from here to eternity, or I guess until Nick Saban leaves, is it always going to be championship or bust? I mean, if you, I mean, it's like, you keep saying, oh, every, and again, I hate when, you know, everybody's down on the team, like the last two years. Like there was no dog. They went, as I said, they went to the championship. They lose the two best receivers. They lose to one of the best teams. You're telling me there was no dogs on that team? You're telling me that team wasn't dogs because they happened to lose? Or last year when they went 11-2? and two? I, 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 Again, as I said, I just hope everybody gets prepared when Nick Saban happens to move on. You know, this championship of bust is, is, is a very, very, very high, high expectation. I mean, I look for a team that goes out and competes. I look for a team that wants to win, and that's roll tide. They they go out and they compete. I feel they had dogs last year, the year before that. Sometimes, as I always say, it just happens where, you know, you lose or whatever. I, I feel uh, Nick Saban puts the time in. I feel the players put the time in, and I always want to give them respect. I never want to say, oh, well, okay, because you didn't win the championship. Not because you didn't win, because you didn't win the championship. Somehow or another, you're not dogs. You're not out there putting the, put the effort out there. Hey, they put that effort out there every day. I look at, I mean, I'm pretty sure Nick Saban is sending them through it, and they're putting it out every day. So it just can't be championship or bust. It can't be if you go 13-1 and one and you happen to lose the championship by one point, Somehow as a bust. Last year they lost. They were undefeated by four points. Four points is what's the difference between being undefeated and going to the whatever. Four points. It wasn't like okay they got routed the whole season. I mean, then you get lose your starting quarterback. He's injured for most of the season, and you're saying you're four points away from it. I mean, I feel that was a good season. I feel those those are two good seasons. I mean, let's. I'm not saying let's drop the standards, but let's understand that the standards are very high to meet. And let's support our team with not, you know, well, they're going to be the dogs this year like they wasn't dogs last year. Like, you know, that's my biggest point. Uh, and then as I always say, it's Nick Saban's defense. Everybody says Pete Golden, Pete Golden, Pete Golden. It is Nick Saban's defense at the end of the day. He said it at a press conference. Every call that's made, it goes through my headsets, and I have to approve it. 
So as I always say, hey, I'm excited about next season. Roll Tide. Appreciate Mike from Chicago calling in there. I'll say this. I just always go back to Nick Saban's first press conference. Because when Saban said this back in 2007, it set up these expectations. When Saban said, hey, when we play against teams, I want teams to leave going. I hate playing against those guys. Saban also said, we're going to give you a product that you can be proud of. And when you start winning championships, the product becomes, okay, championships. And when you do not win a championship, then that's when you have a lot of people going, okay, what is going on? Because I'm hanging on to what you told me the very first day you got here, right? Hanging on to what you told me the first day you got here. But we take this call, you're live on the show, what's happening, how we feeling, state your name, and where you calling from? What's going on, Steve? This is J.D., man. How you doing? J.D. Long. J.D., what's happening, man? Man, I'm doing good. How you doing? Man, I can't complain here, man. If I was doing any, if I was doing any better, I would probably be a billionaire. <laughs> I heard that. Hey, I'm just calling Steve. I'm just trying to see what you think, man. What's your prediction, man? Who you think going to be the breakout uh, player on offense or defense uh, for the 8 game, man? I got Jalen Miro. I got Jalen Miro on offense. Um, defense, man. Uh, I got that that, new, that freshman, man. Corner, man. Uh, is it is it is it Earl? Yeah, Earl Little, yeah. Uh, Earl Little, yeah. I got Earl Little, man, on, on defense. I just I just want to get your thoughts, man. And uh, also roll tide too. Okay, so my, my my freshman breakout my breakout player offensively for the, for the spring game. I'm gonna go Justice Haynes, my breakout player offensively. Breakout player. Defensively for the spring game, uh, give me, you know what? Give me, give me T.M. Smith. Breakout player for the spring game defensively. Give me T.M. Smith. I want to see this defensive line with Freddie Roach. Just really get after it and show some stuff there. So offense breakout player, Justice Haynes. Defense breakout player, give me T.M. Smith. Appreciate my man J.D. Long calling to the show here out of Birmingham. But just get back to what I was saying, John, the expectations. But Saban's first ever press conference in 07, he set those up. It's kind of like, you know, you get married and it's to death do your part. Well, that's the expectation, to death do your part. No matter what happens in that marriage, it's to death do we part. And if one step out on the other or walk out on the other, you're like, I wasn't expecting it. It was death to your part, right? So it's like here, where Alabama football is concerned, the expectation when you start winning championships, this is what the people expect now. They expect shiny trophies. They expect championships. And when you don't get that championship, oh, it was not the season that we expected to have. Now, is it unfair at times? Sure. Is it unfair to, to have that expectation? It can be unfair. That's, that's debatable. But it was brought in from what Saban said the very first day he stepped off the plane into Tuscaloosa. And he does his best to hold up that end of the bargain. But we got a cool call topic right here. This goes to Will Anderson, former Alabama linebacker. He visited the Seattle Seahawks 
today in his NFL draft process. Uh, the Seahawks have the number five overall pick here in the draft coming up next week. Pete Carroll, known for defense, known for getting defensive guys into Seattle. Remember, he had the Legion of Boom not too long ago with Bobby Wagner, Cliff Averill, uh, Earl Thomas, Richard Sherman. Uh, you know, those guys right there, yeah, yeah, whole legion of boom. But it's been gone since it's been gone since then. So you can kind of or Carol could kind of restart that back if he chooses to take Will Anderson number five overall. Now do I think Anderson makes it to the number five pick? I don't think so. I think at number two overall, D'Amico Ryans takes Will Anderson for the Houston Texans. I literally think at number two, D'Amico Ryans will take Will Anderson. But if Will just so happens to drop by or drop past the Texans, then at number five overall, I can see Seattle uh, making that move there to get Will Anderson, uh, Pete Carroll, doing his due diligence there. But we take a break right here, folks, on the show. Don't touch that down. Upon our return, we discuss the Alabama offensive and defensive lines, the big men in the trenches, both sides of the ball, back physical. How has this happened? We'll touch in on it after this. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. All right, people, here we go. We're back into the action from the break here on a Wednesday hump day talking your Crimson Tide football news in my own words, or truly. Stephen Smith of TDA. We're at 50 likes right now, but need 50 more to hit that 100 likes on the show. Continue to hit the like button, tap the like button. Give us that thumbs up right there. Hit that subscribe button as well. Appreciate all the support they're coming from you guys. John, second type of conversation right now, the men in the trenches. Offensive line, defensive line, both physical again. For Alabama football, how did this happen? Well, Eric Wolford is not playing around. Uh, he, he's got this offensive line exactly where he wants it to be at. And Freddie Roach, I think it's finally clicked that you got to have the whole rotation out there. You got to rotate, guys. You got to keep fresh bodies out there. So I think for Freddie Roach, it's finally got to have the whole rotation out there for Eric Wolford. He, he's he's not joking when you look at these offensive linemen. He wants these guys putting guys in the dirt, pushing the pile, throwing guys around, exerting their will, imposing their will on the opposition. Just starting this off with Eric Wolford, I mean, hearing Seth McLaughlin, hearing J.C. Latham, hearing Tyler Booker, this offensive line wants to do one thing, run the ball. They are focused on running 
the football. Tyler Booker said in media viewing on Tuesday, he talked about it. Coach Wolf, we, we, we want to get back to having teams go, man, we got to play Alabama this week. How are we going to stop that run? We want to be able to knock guys around, throw guys around like rag dolls, like really pound and run the football. J.C. Latham, the first day of spring practice, we want to be ruthless. We want to have teams scared of us the moment we snap the football. Seth McLaughlin is running around here wearing a run-the-ball hat. He's got the hat with run-the-ball on the hat. And he's saying, you know, this all starts with Coach Wolf. You know, Coach Wolf, this is his mentality. This is what he wants us doing. We are, we are bought into this. Tyler Booker mentioned on going back to Tuesday, you know, Coach Wolf is crazy. He's a good kind of crazy, but he's crazy. And sometimes you know, it would take them crazy coaches, them good kind of crazy to reach everybody. You know, folks thought Lane Kiffin was crazy. You won a national championship with Lane Kiffin. Folks thought Steve Sarkeesian was a little bit crazy. You won a national championship with Steve Sarkeesian. Here is Eric Wolford, Tyler Booker, and Coach Wolf. He out there. He, he, he look crazy. But the good kind of that. Wanting these guys running the football, mean, grit, toughness, physicality. Love, of Co- love what Coach Wolf is out there doing with these guys up front. Defensively here with Freddie Roach, especially after hearing from Justin Boygby in player interviews on Tuesday. Boygby just so happy to be back for his fifth season after last year was cut short for him because of a neck injury. He's back cleared, 100% healthy, good to go. He said, hey, the defense, is, it runs through us. It runs through the defensive line. And he expects everybody on this defensive line to ball out in the upcoming season because he he talked about it. The D-line, the heartbeat of the defense, the heartbeat of that unit, the heartbeat of uh, roughing up quarterbacks, shutting down running backs, creating turnovers, getting off the field on third down. It starts with the defensive line. And thankfully for Alabama, you've got – a big rotation here with the Boygby, with Jamil Burroughs, with Tim Smith, with Tim King III, and Damon Payne, and James Smith, and Monkel Goodwine. I mean, you got defensive linemen across the board. They're everywhere all over this field. You're about you're three to four deep at both defensive end positions. You're at least two deep at the defensive tackle spot. So for Freddie Roach, it's keeping that rotation fresh, getting multiple bodies on the field. But that defensive line imposing your will from the word go every single time. And that's what the boy B is trying to get done here. We look at both of your coordinators and Kevin Steele and Tommy Reese. They're exercising this too. Tommy Reese exercising that balance in the run game. You're going to have multiple ways to run the football and have success with that, along with building off of that play action pass, taking shots down the field. Kevin Steele. Malachi Moore, Alabama defensive back. He was on recently the uh, Hey Coach show from Crimson Tide Sports Network. And Malachi was like, look, man, Kevin Steele, he's demanding. He's aggressive. He he, he, he ain't letting us fall from the standard. He ain't letting us slip from the standard. He, he putting it on us. He putting it to us. He keeping it on us. He is staying on us. And this is Malachi Moore talking about one Kevin Steele. So even the coordinators are bringing Alabama back to that standard of excellence, that standard of of toughness, that standard of, of elite play. 
on both sides of the ball here in this collegiate game. So offensive line, defensive line, both of those groups, physical at the point of attack. going to be fun to watch both of those lines go at it there in the spring game coming up on Saturday. But we take another break right here on the show. Don't touch that dial, folks. When we get back, we return to the phone lines. We grab your calls, your thoughts, a conversation with you, the Bama fans, coming after this. Chris Rogers, 2009 National Champion. You are listening to the baddest, when I say the baddest, sports show in the state of Alabama. In my own words, you know, yours truly. Touchdown Alabama Magazine, don't touch that dial. Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Whitwill Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care. In support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WhitwillSports.com and get your title towel today. Look at all these great players at Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Man, wait till I turn up this year. I'm going to be on the front cover. But what if Will goes off? Or Joe, DeMarco, Chris, Tim, Christian. Don't wait. Order now at touchdownalabama.com or call 833-483-2624 today. All right, people, we appreciate you guys, the Bama Nation, for all the calls so far, all the chatting in the YouTube chat line, the donations. You guys making this your show, the hottest show on the streets, talking Crimson Tide football news. In my own words, George Trolley, Stephen Smith of TDA. Guys, shout out Blake Morton with that 199 in the Super Chats, that buck 99 coming in from Blake Morton. And then Brian Watson comes in with 499 in the Super Chats as well, dropping the love there in the hat we appreciate both of you guys and uh, continue to hit that like button hit that subscribe button make this your spot here for all things bama football phone lines are open to take your calls 205-448-1358 number to call in let your voice be heard on the show 205-448-1358 one more time 205-448-1358 as you guys are getting your thoughts in here John, it, it, it feels different, man, this upcoming season. It really does. I mean, it feels different. You have the players trusting the coaches, coaches trusting the players, and players not only talking about it, but you could actually feel the energy of uh, they want to be great. They want to be elite. They want to be dominant players. They want this to be a dominant football team, a, champ, a national championship football team, if you will. My thing is just everybody stay healthy and uh, everybody, for to as much as you can, have patience. Stay put. Don't just hop in the transfer portal. Stay put. Have the patience right there and everybody stay healthy to the best that you most possibly can. But those are just my two things. I'm sharing them out here on set with you. But... We go to the call topic right now, and this goes to Brian Branch, former Alabama safety, who, in his draft process, he has visited with six NFL teams so far. Uh, two more came today, the Atlanta Falcons and New York Giants. Now, 
Branch, who's projected to be the first safety taken off the board here next week, uh, could potentially be a first-round pick if he goes to the Giants. If the New York Giants get Brian Branch, could you imagine a defensive secondary with Branch and Xavier McKinney? <laughs> McKinney, who had a big year last year for the Giants. McKinney, of whom uh, team captain. McKinney, of whom uh, underrated in his time with Alabama. X-Man was really good in Tuscaloosa during his tenure. Can you imagine Branch and X both with the Giants? That secondary would be nasty. Be a crazy secondary if that happened. But keep your eyes there on the G-Men, the Giants, where they choose to take Ryan Branch here as their first rounder next week in the NFL draft here. But uh, we're gonna go to well, we're gonna we're gonna actually go straight to the conversation on the Alabama cornerbacks here, and this is a position, John, where. The Crimson Tide's going to need some depth. They're going to need some depth here at that spot. And uh, the reason why they're going to need some depth here, two guys have transferred. Two guys have hit the portal. Those two guys, Jock Wes Robinson and Traquan Fagans, both of these two former four-stars in their respective recruiting classes. Jock Wes Robinson came in as a four-star in the 2020 class from Jacksonville, Florida. Traquan Fagans came in four-star 2022 class from Thompson High School an alabaster here in the Birmingham area. And uh, what's crazy is Jaquez Robinson was setting himself up to get some nice playing time this season as a cornerback. I mean, he was pushing uh, he was pushing Terion Arnold for that spot. I mean, the second scrimmage, I was told, uh, Robinson had a pick six off of Jangan Milrow. Had, had a real, has had a really good spring and really – Got himself up to that 200-pound weight threshold there for a cornerback to to have for the Crimson Tide. So I was really looking forward to seeing Robinson go out there and do his thing, but unfortunately, you know, he hits the portal. And then Traquan Fagans, after redshirting a season ago, he hits the portal. So for Alabama, for Coach Saban, for Travaris Robinson as the as the secondary coach, you got to find some depth here at that corner spot because, I mean, Kool-Aid McKinstry and Terry on Arnold, they have experience. Kool-Aid entering year three in the program could be a top 10 pick. He goes off this upcoming season. you got Terry on Arnold who played corner last year for the first time in his career. Both of those two have experience, but behind those two really don't have that experience. You have Antonio Kite who can play, doesn't have much experience. You've got Earl Little Jr. play, doesn't have that much experience. Got guys like uh, Jaleel Hurley and Desmond Ricks, both freshmen who can play, definitely don't have that experience. So uh, y- you can't afford to have a corner go down in the A-Day game. You can't afford to have a corner go down in the upcoming season in the fall because uh, after Kool-Aid and Terion, you really don't have – that experience there, and this is the reason why after the A-Day game, could we see Coach Saban dip into the portal for a cornerback? It could happen just because of the fact that you lost two within the span of 24 hours to the transfer portal. I mean, I, I did not think that Jacquez Robinson was going to go. I really had high hopes of him sticking around and, and playing, but 
He hits the portal. And then Traquan Fagans, that just came out of complete nowhere. You know, he hits the portal also. So you lose two guys, and uh, you, you don't have much experience there. So it's, it's either one of two things, John. Either these freshmen are on God-tier level, where they're just beasting out there, and they completely outplayed these two guys. Or we have a situation where Alabama's going to have to maybe possibly dip into that portal and get a corner. We will see how Coach Saban plays his butt. Got to create some depth there at cornerback. But as always, you want the best news, notes, information, coverage here on your favorite program, that being the Alabama Crimson Tide. You can get this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You download the app on the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple. Google Play Store if you got the Android phone. For your audio needs, check us out. iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Overcast.fm, or iHeartRadio. We got you covered right there. The good and gracious Lord sees fit. I'll try to be back on Friday. Continuing the conversation about this Bama football and setting you up for the A-Day game. Remember, Tide fans, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama magazine. Have those sent to your door. That link found in the description. You're trying to get your hands on the fresh edition, print edition of TDA the magazine. Here's what you do. You go to touchdownalabama.com. You click join, become a member or a subscriber today. That link in the description as well. Guys, shout out you guys, the incredible fans of Bama football for all the calls, donations, chats, conversations. Making this your show, your spot to talk Alabama football. Guys, shout out my man John Ivory in the production studio handling his business right there behind the scenes. And also, guys, shout out uh, baby girl, my daughter Mariah, who will, be, who will be celebrating her eighth birthday on tomorrow. So, Mariah, dad, proud of you. Enjoy that birthday. Please, please enjoy that Chuck E. Cheese as well. But as always, folks, husbands, love your wives. And wives, appreciate value. Those husbands, children, you guys continue doing the right thing, fun thing, smart thing, good thing, legitimate thing to not be bored there. You get yourself those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. You protect yourself. You protect the loved ones around you. Till next time, folks, I'm your man, Stephen Smith, and you've been listening. Them my own words.